When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 5 Oh, yes, that's right. It is that time again. Four Hot Routes. Your players today, Courtney Cronin of ESPN, Judd Zolged, Manny Hill is in for Jonathan. And uh, today, let's see, what should we go with for a theme? Well, we were talking about replaceable running backs. Let's go with running backs. Random running backs will be our theme of the day for the hot route. So ramp us up some NFL music, Manny, and let us get on our way. Where is it at? Where is it at? Try NFL music. I got or it. just make it with your mouth. Here we go. All right, here we go. Yes, all right, very good, very good. All right. Here's where we begin with Mel Gray, 33. Mel Gray. You guys remember Mel Gray? Of course I remember Mel Gray. Oh, yeah, good player. Gave the Vikings some nightmares. Good player. Punt returner, kick returner, yeah. running back, wide receiver, anything you want from Mel Gray. All right, our first hot route. Washington cornerback Josh Norman in the headlines today because he ran with the Bulls this offseason. You know, where is that? In Spain? It's in Pamplona, I believe. Where is that? Is it Spain? Spain. Okay. Yeah, that's Spain. Ran with the Bulls, Josh Norman, Uh, which I'm sure that the D.C. franchise was absolutely thrilled that they're... Did you see him jump over that wall? Yeah. So... (laughs) That's what Josh Norman decided to do. He's a unique cat. Put it that way. Um, If you guys were more of risk takers than you are, I don't think any of us are risk takers here in the room. What is the dangerous thing that you would love to try if you were a risk taker? Josh Norman ran with the Bulls. What would you do? I would bungee jump off a canyon. A a big bridge? All right. Like I want to bungee jump into like a gorge. So maybe the Grand Canyon. I want to go far. I really want to, I really want I considered doing it last summer when I was in Colorado but I could not find a place. Mm. So you would do it? Oh, absolutely. I'd do it tomorrow. I'd do it today. You want to take me? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't be, want to be responsible for your death at such a young age. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, can I and I, can I you can kill circle? yourself? Uh-uh. So, okay, so I'm bungee jumping. Can I circle back on the Josh Norman thing cuz I'm irritated about this? Yes. Do you guys remember when Monte Ellis was with the Warriors? And they, this is the thing about like in these players contracts, they have stuff about don't do this. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Like, you're going to get injured. Remember when Monte was riding the scooter and he fell off and, like, tore his like, Achilles tendon and lied about it? And then, like, uh, it was uncovered that he was that. riding a scooter in the offseason? Yeah. Like, Josh, Cor- Josh Norman is putting Instagram videos of him nearly getting gored by the thing. I guess it's not a discount. He doesn't care. Doesn't that, that, that's got to violate everybody's your contract, contract right? right? That's, that's got to violate thinking. your contract. I, so. I mean, he's probably thinking, oh, this is so awesome. And then his agent's probably like, what the hell are you doing? You were going to cost yourself some money. I mean, I think it's probably it probably only if he was going to get hurt. I'd find him still, though. If I'm Washington, I'd find him for Absolutely. sure. I'm not going to do that on my time, you idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, you could do that. You've you got the rest of your life after you're done playing to go do any stupid thing you want. It's surprising to me that a player would act this way from such a well-run franchise. Uh, yeah. It's really surprising. <laughs> Good point. 
Good point. Judd? Uh, do you want mine? I do. Okay, so at first I thought to myself, there's nothing, because I hate risk. <laughs> I thought to myself, there's nothing that I would do. Collar is just going to have to accept this. And then I thought to myself, no, 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 no. That's not good enough, because this is Hot Routes. <laughs> and Hot Routes <laughs> demands answers. It does. It doesn't take no. And so I thought, what would I like to do so that would be a big risk that could get me killed? Like Courtney Cronin wants to bungee jump. I want to go surfing. I want to go surfing, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to take on the 50-year storm, <laughs> storm on Bell's Beach in Australia, <laughs> and I want my pal Bodie to explain why I want to do it. No, it's real. It's absolutely real. Everything moves in cycles. So twice a century, the ocean lets us know just how small we really are. A winter storm comes out of Antarctica tearing up the Pacific, and it sends a huge swell north 2,000 miles. Quite good. And when it hits Bell's Beach, it'll turn into the biggest surf this planet has ever seen, and I will be there. <laughs> and I want is the best and I want to be on the surfboard. And I want my friend Keanu on shore to say he's not coming back. I, I'm gonna say this right now. If you were to tell me that I got stranded on an island and all I had was a small TV and a DVD player and I could pick one DVD to watch over and over again, I'm picking point break. I got no problem it's with incredible. that. Incredible. There's so many incredible lines, and him explaining <laughs> him explaining the 50 year storm is so tremendous. And I'm glad that you picked that, Judd. The 50 year storm. That'd be my you would surf it. <laughs> Coming back. Uh, ha- enjoy trying to top that, Manny. Um, well, I, I got no shot of, of trying to top that one. I would probably, I'd probably want to be a NASCAR driver. You're going in my direction. Yep. Yeah, I mean, well, because one of the greatest drivers of all time actually like lost his life, uh-huh. Dale yeah, Earnhardt, doing this. I mean, it, it's if I am going to take a risk, and I am totally a chicken, so I wouldn't take anything. Like I wouldn't do anything. Um, but if I am going to do one, it, it would probably be a NASCAR driver. My driving style is very much Minnesotan in that I don't go much faster than the speed limit. That's why he lets me drive the golf cart every time we go out. It got a little treacherous yesterday. I mean, yesterday was, uh, there were some scary moments. The course was wet. The course was a mess. There were certain areas where... There, and the golf was, cart path was not great either. Yeah, the golf path, the path was like crumbling and it was dangerous, but we survived. That was the most risk I've taken in months, is riding in the golf cart with you yesterday. Uh... I was thinking of going fast, so I'll I'll turn it this way. I would um, tell Sheldon Richardson put it to the floor. Oh my God! <laughs> Do you are, wait? Are you, are you talking about risk, or are you talking about like ensuing death? Because no. you are booking it right there. What was he going? Like, one forty. One forty. Would this be coming SUV? out of the bar? By the way, because that would really, really be dangerous. No, I don't. I, no, he was on a highway. But I would like, say go right. one hundred and forty on the highway. All right, and we can. Save the weed and guns that were in the car. I don't need that. Do you need a 12 year old in there too? Maybe a child. But (laughs) 140 miles an hour would be my thing. I'll just go as fast as a car could possibly reach. And and that would be fun for me. My stepdad has uh, plenty of stories of riding down to training camp with his uh, former teammate, Jim Marshall. Ah, yes. Back in uh, the uh, 1970s. The Mankato 500 or whatever Patrick Royce. (laughs) He was no Corin Robinson, Manny. That's all I know. (laughs) Nobody was Corin. All right, our next hot route here. Chris Warren, 13. Chris Warren. Good back for Seattle. Uh, Hugh Jackson says that he wants another head coaching job in the NFL. Everyone want to take a second to laugh to ourselves about this? Uh, it's But it is the NFL. And Doug Marone got another head coaching job, so anybody can. Um, even though it seems pretty unlikely. I want you guys to give me a head coach that was so bad that you would rather hire them than Hugh Jackson. I, okay, I can't I can't obviously like say some of the things I want to about this, but I'm going Bobby Petrino just off the oh, one that's season. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily that he was so awful. Yes, it was a three and ten season, but he's a jerk. And so I would I would cannot be trusted. He's hightailing it to like another SEC school the second <laughs> he gets the job. Speeds. <laughs> so I'm going Bobby Petrino. You would rather hire Bobby Petrino than Hugh Jackson. Sure. Wow. Zim loves him. Oh yeah. That's what I, I would like to um I can't say what I want to say, so it's fine. So the question, just to be clear, though, is I would prefer to hire Hugh Jackson over the person that yes. I'm about to yes. give you. Yes, okay. so, that's what I was telling you. I yeah. phrase it wrong. So, yeah, you yeah. phrase it wrong there. So she confused. would take Hugh Jackson, Hugh and Jackson. she's probably right. Yeah, yeah. my my mistake. You would hire, yes, Hugh Jackson over Bobby Petrino. Yes. My bad. 
I'm going to keep it uh, local and go back to the 1984 oh, Viking yeah. season for when Bud Grant stepped away for one year, so a 37-year-old by the name of Les <laughs> Steckel could take on the job. And, of course, Les in his one season before being fired went 3-13. and But furthermore, did you know that the Vikings showed up at training camp in Mankato? And, you know, Bud was Mr. Let's show up as late as possible. Let's do as little work as possible. I don't want to tire you, you out. Les Steckel was a Vietnam veteran who had a military-style obstacle course that the players had to make it through this gauntlet of military-style obstacles to start training camp. So it's literally like, remember the Titans in NFL form? It sounded like it. I wasn't there, but it was absolutely crazy. And then Steckel, so so this is why, though. So Hugh Jackson, I'll take you every time over Les Steckel. Les Steckel once got up in front of all the players to give them an impassioned speech about how much he was trying to win football games and how much he loved it. And he had a, I'm not kidding you, a mock soiled diaper that had peanut butter in it and he ate from the soiled diaper to show his players that's how much I want to win. I'm not kidding you. Google it. You can find it. What's the tie? What's the connection? Yeah, what's like... You're, You're off your rocker? I mean, I can't give you a good explanation. I want to win so much I that eat. I will eat this diaper. Yes, I will. Oh my God. But, but he had put like peanut butter in it, so it looked like it, it had there had been activity into the diaper to show his players his desire to I win. I hate football Go- so much sometimes. Google this. It's crazy. But anyway, Hugh Jackson, come on down. I'm taking you over Les Steckle. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I actually had a couple of guys that I listed, and uh, Courtney and Judd have already named two of them. I had Bobby Petrino and Les Steckel on the list. I'm going to go with uh, former Detroit Lions head coach Marty Morningweg. Uh, did not go well. <laughs> the guy who in Soldier Field in Chicago when his Lions and it might have been Dick Duran's Chicago Bears went into overtime, and Morningweg's Lions won the toss, and he decided to take the wind instead oh, of possession. Right. Yes, that's right. In overtime, and then needless to say, the Lions never got the ball in overtime, and the Bears won again. <laughs> and he went five and twenty-seven that's in two years as Lions head coach. Um, I will go with a person who is still a assistant coach in the league. Who is? Ins- I know where you're going with this. Do you? Mm-hmm. This person is insane. He's legitimately a crazy person. I think I know. Who once coached for the Buffalo Bills and went 17 and 31 and was just as every bit as insane as he was as the defensive coordinator for New Orleans. Uh, yep. And okay. No, I was oh, not yeah. thinking this. Where'd you think I was going? Romeo Cornell. I'm thinking you're going with the current DC of the Jets. Uh, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Greg Williams. I would yep. rather have Hugh Jackson um, than Greg Williams. He is a psychopath. Supposedly in 2006, the Wilfs' first choice to replace Mike Tice was. The hot commodity at that time. He was. He was, he was the hot coaching candidate a couple different times. And I think he went to Washington, right, at that time? Yes. There was yeah, some, I, think I think he you're yeah. right. But he was a horrific Bills head coach for a, te- for a couple teams that actually had talent yep. in the early 2000s with the Bills, and he just... You didn't say Doug Marone. was awful. I didn't because I would... Mm, <laughs> Okay, that's okay. That now, so He's here, rethinking. Now here's the thing. So I would take Doug Marone over Hugh Jackson, but I mean, you're talking about a, a low bar. Marone was like a 500 coach in Buffalo and reached an AFC Championship in Jacksonville. It's never been about whether the man knows football or not. With with Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams is crazy. Hugh Jackson, I'm not sure can coach football as a head coach and handle people. Uh, that is Doug Marone's issue, too. But actually, Marone has done more winning. So, unfortunately, I would take the bully uh, Doug Marone over Hugh Jackson. Okay, our <laughs> next hot route. Kevin Falk, 13. Kevin Falk, random running backs is our uh, theme there. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo said he's not trying to live up to the expectations of his massive contract. Rather, he's trying to live up to the expectations that he set for himself. Which this, is, this sounds familiar to what I heard from last year. Hmm, I don't know where. Uh, I don't somewhere. know what you're talking about. I cover um, one team. Um, by the end of the season, friends, where will we rank Jimmy G? Will he be a top 5, top 10, top 15, somewhere in the 15 to 20, or will the 49ers be kicking themselves and maybe even have a new coach if it doesn't go well for Jimmy Garoppolo. What do we think? Hmm. I mean, if you were to ask me before the season like where I'd rank him among quarterbacks, I would say he's a top 20. And this was before the ACL injury. And so I'm factoring that in here. I'm going to still put him in 15 to 20 range. I don't think that division is hard to begin with. You have to go against the Rams twice a year and you have to go against Seattle twice a year. So I wouldn't want to be in that division with 
you know, going against those defenses. Um, and I'm also, we have such a small sample size of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's my problem here. Like, why are people ready to crown him as, you know, putting him way up there and, you know, the upper echelon, maybe a top 10? 15-20, until you prove something to me, until you actually win games is more than just a backup. You want to crown them, then crown their ass. Crown their ass. <laughs> I had like two references to that this week. I think it's just like a Dennis Green week for me. I don't know. I am. I'm going to go with what Courtney just said. Agree completely, but also say this: If there's a team that I have to pick that's off the map right now to potentially surprise and a player to surprise, I would probably go San Francisco and Garoppolo. So I can't put him higher than 15 to 20 now given his current circumstances, but I'm also not going to be surprised if he turns into a very good quarterback. So I think what we're saying right now is fair, but I have, let's say, more confidence in his ability to pop into that top 10 than I do, say, a quarterback who currently plays for, I don't know, take your pick, the Vikings. (laughs) I will say say top 15, but that means right at 15. Hmm. I think the one thing Jimmy Garoppolo has going for him is that I do think that Kyle Shanahan is a really, really smart coach and will put him in positions to have the most success as, you know, as much success as possible. But like Courtney said, I mean, we just haven't seen enough of him to really know, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt because of who his head coach is. I'm feeling the same way about Kyle Shanahan. When you can get more than eight yards an attempt from Nick Mullins last year, <laughs> then you can probably do the same. Maybe from Nick Jimmy Mullins G. is a really good quarterback, and he should have. Uh, okay, do whatever. you really think that? No, no, I don't either. I, I think Jimmy G ends up between ten and fifteen after next year, and they surprise some people and make the playoffs. I don't know if they go any farther than that because then he'll have to match up with Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks more likely than not. Um, So I don't think he can match up with a Drew Brees, assuming that Brees doesn't fall apart or anything like that. But I think that uh, Jimmy is going to emerge into one of those quarterbacks we talk a lot more about because of the Shanahan factor and because... They have built up that team. They've got a pretty good offensive line now, and they've got George Kittle, the maybe the arguably the best tight end in the NFL at this moment. So I'm going to go with Jimmy G has a pretty good season. And if he doesn't, then Kyle Shanahan might get fired. All right, next hot route. Garrison Hurst, 38. Nice. Garrison Hurst. Oh, poor Garrison Hurst. This one relates to running backs. Uh, Eagles draft pick Miles Sanders, he's a running back, said that he doesn't really expect to be one of those true number one backs this year. He says that Philly is going to, quote, spread the ball around. (laughs) Does uh, Philadelphia have the best group of weapons around their quarterback in the National Football League? And if not, I would like you to tell me who does. They have the most depth. I'll tell you that. I mean, the fact that you have like two running backs that might not even like make the make the roster is uh, Josh Adams and Wendell Smallwood. No other team has that kind of depth in the NFL. So that alone, and I think, you know, if there's not, if it's not, if I'm not saying the Eagles, I'm probably going with the Rams. I think that's a fair bet. That's a safe bet. Cooper Cup coming yeah, back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought of the Rams, but then I thought for hot routes, that's no fun. It's not a hot take, right? No, it is not. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, God, Judd, here you go. Nick Chubb, (laughs) Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway. I can go down a list. Now, I am not going to be surprised if somehow Cleveland winds up being a weird dumpster fire because they're the Browns (laughs) and they've got a first-year coach and they've got a quarterback who I think I like, but I could easily see between Landry, OBJ, and Baker a meltdown of some sort. But if we're just talking about first day of training camp, the personnel going out there and saying, that looks pretty good. I'm going Cleveland. I actually do think the Eagles have the best uh, surrounding talent for Carson Wentz. I'll bring up a team, though, that is that, I'm, that I think sometimes we might forget about, but they've been very good, obviously, for a long time, is we go with the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas, sure, one of the best receivers in the NFL. They still got my guy, Alvin Kamara. They added Jared Cook. They added Latavius Murray. Those are some weapons. Who needs for... Latavius Murray? They added Nick Easton. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one right there. Yeah. Didn't he already lose his job? I don't know. Yes, they, they, they drafted, drafted the center? Yeah. Guy, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, man. I, Manny, I'm surprised more people wouldn't put the Saints higher. Because mm-hmm. Bill Barnwell had an article about that on ESPN.com today. And I think he had them at seven. I think they're a top five group. Yeah. No question. There's a lot of talent there. I'm going to say Philly's number one. 
the Dallas Goddard last year stepped in and was a contributor. He could be even better for them. He's a guy that I really liked coming out in the draft as a potential for the Vikings, so I'm kind of keeping track. And Deshaun Jackson is a Philadelphia yep. Eagle again. He hasn't dropped off into his 30s. He has been a great deep threat still, and they didn't really have that as much last year. They drafted a receiver who I like in... Uh, uh, I don't know how to say his name. Arcega Whiteside. The Remember guy with the yeah. hyphen. Yeah, he got uh, really good reviews from Pro Football Focus and the addition of a new running back. I, I think that they do actually have the best uh, weapons. And that Bill Barnwell piece has the Rams as number one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's totally fair. That's no fun. Come on. It's, no, no, it it's the offseason. Let's have fun that, here, that huh? Is, this isn't really hot at all. It's not all. serious yet. I'll, I'll give you a hot take for a team with underrated weapons. The New York Giants. I don't think they're going to be great because of who their quarterback is, but they probably have the best running back in the NFL. They added Golden Tate. Evan Ingram is emerging as a really good player. Shepard is still there. I think they actually have quite a good amount of weapons around Eli Manning, but Eli Manning is just bad. Poor Pat Shermer still. Would a hotter take be that the Bengals have a good group of weapons around Andy Dalton? What is it beyond A.J. Green and Joe Tyler Eifert. Okay, if he's healthy. John Ross, who... You were talking about, like, I don't know, seven months ago, maybe coming here. And a hot candidate young coach who knows McVeigh. And so, my gosh, if you passed McVeigh in the grocery store (laughs) once, you've just basically inherited a ton of football knowledge right into your brain, right? The final hot route for today will go Larry Centers, 13. We should have been all I love love Larry Centers. Centers That's great. I'll I'll say Larry Centers with a a Sam Gash adjustment. Nice. Lorenzo Neal. All right. Allstat, Allstat, Allstat. Oh, yeah. Is he a fullback or just a fat running back? Uh, fullback at one point. He has a radio job. Um, now. The Madden video game on I'm Twitter not. has been counting down to the release of its new game by naming one at a time the 99 rated players. So there are four of them on the game. So far, they've released two. It's Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner. If you guys were doing the Madden ratings, which four players would you make a 99 overall in the National Football League? Do you want me to keep those two and then just add two more? Only if you want to. Only if um, you agree with that. I can't. I mean, I it, obviously, Aaron Donald, you can't. There's nobody who would disagree with that. Bobby Wagner, maybe like a 97 or 98, maybe. Um, but I'll go ahead just for the sake of this. Because he cheated on the kick block. No, I'm not a Vikings fan. I just cover this team. I don't care. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? She was, was privately offside. happy. She was offside. No, I don't, don't offside. tie this game up. I don't want this game tied up ever. Um, number, I mean, Cleo Mack is my no-brainer one. Yep. I actually think I may have seen something on Twitter that he might be, like, leaked that he might be the third one of sure. the 99. But that, that makes sense to me. And then I would go ahead and give it to Antonio Brown. Hmm. Okay. He gets 99 from me. All right, so okay. no Bobby Wagner for you. No, no, I, I'll keep Bobby Wagner oh, here. Bobby so then Wagner. I, I, just, I just added Wagner. two. Okay. So. I will go Donald, Khalil Mack, Julio Jones, Pat Mahomes. Oh. Oh. And I might be, and we because this question came up uh, yesterday as well in Hot Routes, not exactly the same context. And I don't know if, if Mahomes will make a 99 or not, but you know what? He's hip. He's young. Kids love him. Why not? Give him a 99. Sells video games. Exactly. Well, and, and he's on the cover, right? Yeah. yeah. So my, my guess is if you're on the cover, you got a fighting chance to get a 99 rating. So Mahomes, Jones, Mac, Donald. And I don't think last year was a fluke. His numbers might not be as good, but it's not a fluke that the guy's great. You got an arm like that and you can execute? Yeah, it's not a fluke. We call it a hose in the business. <laughs> it's what Childress always He's got a hose. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got a hose. Um... I will go with uh, Donald, Wagner, uh, Khalil Mack, and, and Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be one of the guys. It just he's, he's the cover athlete for it. He's the MVP of the league. Probably the best quarterback in the league in terms of just physical talent and physical ability. Uh, I got to go with Pat Mahomes as a 99. All right, I'm going to add Aaron Donald is the easiest. Khalil Mack is really easy. Um I'm going to add a wide receiver, but it's not Antonio Brown. I'm going to go Michael Thomas should be a mm. 99. That's a hot take for uh, hot route. The completion percentage when Drew Brees threw to Michael Thomas last year was 85%. Wow. Like Good is 70, and it was 85% Drafting him sure must have been nice, huh? Players like him, they'll yeah. get taken early in yeah, drafts. You never get first them. First rounder. Can't get them. Very high pick. Uh, so I will go with Aaron Donald. I will go with Michael Thomas. I agree with you guys on Patrick Mahomes. The only problem is 
that another quarterback beat Patrick Mahomes in the uh, AFC Championship. But that's, that was, that's not that fun. Tom, that's Tom not Brady. fun to put him as 99. That's, that's not, not, fun. Hot, routes. That's not hot, hot routes. That's not the spirit of hot routes in late July, man. What do you want me to do here? I want you to... How is how, how could you have not... Have fun with it. How could Tom Brady not be 99? Would you put Aaron... Then you have to put Aaron Rodgers as 99, no, too. No, you don't. Yes, you Aaron do. Rodgers didn't just win the Super Bowl again. He's one of the best. He's a top two quarterback Aaron in the NFL. Is washed. We've been over Courtney this. brought oh up God. a good point, though. They're trying to sell the game as well. Yeah, Brady's Brady's like, oh yeah, and plus, if I'm a kid who plays the game, I'm like, that's just an old man. Where's Pat Mahomes? He doesn't have to be on the cover. He just has to have a 99. Judd works in marketing for EA Sports. I'm not sure if you're aware. Of Brady's that. already been on the cover. Yeah, hasn't it been several twice already? I yeah, don't tell so, Madden. Might have been twice. The other guy. I've never played Madden in my oh, life. Okay, the <laughs> other guy. The other guy that I might put, if you're not allowing me to have Tom Brady, might be Akeem Hicks because I think that guy is a freak show. So, All right. could you could you put Luke Keekley in that argument then too? If yeah, we're just going to keep going down the list, I mean, I think he's just as good as Bobby Wagner, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I was considering him. If I was going to remove Bobby Wagner, I would have put Luke Keekley in because I think last year, or the year before, he finished with a ninety-seven. When I was looking, like some, I was looking up, I was looking at Madden stats. How, how you? sad! How high is. did Harrison Smith get at his? Um, did he, I'm sure he was uh, in the ninety somewhere. Yeah. I definitely have seen his rating being he, high. He would have been if there's a Viking who would be even close to that. I would guess it would be him, mm-hmm. yeah. but not now. So you mentioned that Bill Barnwell wrote about the best uh, weapons, the best groups of weapons around quarterbacks in the NFL. When we return, I'm going to tell you where uh, the Minnesota Vikings rank on this list from Bill Barnwell and also where the rest of the teams in the NFC North rank. And then we will discuss when we come back. You are listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. Purple Daily on Score North. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Check out Minnesota Sports Rewind, where Score North goes back in time and dives deep into some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history, including Twins-Tigers Game 163, Twins-A's from the 0-2 ALDS Game 5, Kevin Love's 30-30 and game, and Kevin Garnett's dominating Game 7 against the Sacramento Kings in 2004. It's Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find podcasts. And I would imagine, as we return to Purple Daily, that there will be a Vikings-related Minnesota Sports Rewind at some point, I would imagine. There better be. I mean, this is Purple Daily I quit all. if there's not. I'm going to go into Mackie right now and quit my job. If there's not a Vikings Rewind off of 2010 and the hell I went through, then there's no purpose of me being at the station. On that note, welcome back to Purple <laughs> Daily. Back. Sorry, Courtney. Courtney Gronin, Judd Zolgad, Matthew Collar, Manny Hill producing. Um, I love the offseason because I love lists. And everybody's got a list. Matthew Collar has like ten lists, just waiting to waiting in succession to come out. Uh, in the days up leading the whole to inside of the website, yeah, and it's getting really, really, really Sorry annoying. That. But um, that's okay. But there's a really good one on ESPN.com today. We referenced it earlier. Bill Barnwell has a list of the ranking from worst to best, uh, the 32 arsenals. So everybody surrounding your QB one, um, and. Minnesota is in the same position, Judd, as it was last year. He has them ranked fifth. Um, Obviously, some very compelling points here. Two-star receivers, Dalvin Cook. We don't know if health issues will continue to arise with this player, uh, but he's you know entering a pivotal year for him, trying to get a big deal going into next offseason. But you have Kyle Rudolph, you have Irv Smith, and even behind Dalvin Cook, you have Alexander Madison. I'm going to start here. Do you think this is a fair spot to put Minnesota? Because I saw five, and I was kind of like, whoa, that's, that seems generous. It's just the personnel around the quarterback, right? Correct. So we're not delving into the quarterback. So I actually do think it's fair, based partially on the fact that you're now going to have a head coach of the offense who enjoys employing two tight ends, 
two receivers, doesn't put a huge premium on that third guy. Tight ends are supposed to be pretty good, right? Um, the only the only place I'll stop you a little bit, and here's I don't know why, but I keep getting more and more frightened about this, and partially because it was brought up on this show a couple weeks back last time I think I joined both of you guys. I like Dalvin Cook a lot and think he's really good. I'm becoming more and more frightened by the day that he ain't going to last the entire year, though. And if he doesn't, it's such a huge problem. But let's just assume he does right now. I think five is fair. I actually think five, given the definition of what he's doing here, is fair. I was looking this up for my article, and the numbers exactly are included in the piece at scorenorth.com. It's right in the middle. It's very easy to find. Scorenorth, S-K-O-R, north.com. Right there in the middle. Just click that. It's about Kirk Cousins. Uh, But the numbers, (laughs) when Sam Bradford or Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins through to either Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen have always been incredibly good. I mean, we're talking about quarterback ratings well above 100 when targeting either one of these players. And in my mind, they're both top 20 wide receivers. You could probably convince me top 15. Maybe they're 12 and 15 or somewhere like that. When we've talked about Diggs or Thielen, it's like, well, I mean... Give maybe the the hair of an edge to Diggs because of the outside receiver position is more challenging. But, I mean, these two are two of the absolute best, and you have to factor that in for supporting cast. And when you talk about Delvin Cook, this ha- this is a guy with the amount of talent to be one of the top ten running backs in the league. Melvin Gordon is sitting here wanting all this money. Well, Delvin Cook is a version of a Melvin Gordon who could have a huge impact on your team through the passing game, through the running game. And if Irv Smith is anything, then yes, you are definitely one of the five best teams in terms of weapons. Where I take the conversation after that, though, is... Okay, well, last year they were ranked fifth as well on Bill Barnwell's ranking, and people made a lot of excuses for Kirk Cousins and how it wasn't his fault because of this and the, because of the left guard. Well, you have one of the five best groups of weapons in the entire NFL on the offensive side. You've improved the offensive line. If it doesn't happen for you this year in terms of making the playoffs, well, then you have to acknowledge who this goes on. They've changed the offensive coordinator. They've changed the offensive assistant and assistant coach or whatever Gary Kubiak's job is exactly. They've changed the offensive system to fit Kirk Cousins. And then they even brought back Kyle Rudolph, which was a move that they didn't have to necessarily make. They still would have been very highly ranked on this list if they had decided to move on from Kyle Rudolph. But he's another guy where Kirk Cousins had a high quarterback rating. And I believe in Kyle Rudolph's career, of all the quarterbacks he's played with, some good, some horrendous, 109 quarterback rating when targeting Kyle Rudolph. Like, he's a good player that they have on this team. So I look at at this as very much saying... Yeah, they've actually found a way, some luck, some skill, of building up a great group around him. And if Josh Klein doesn't play that well, I don't think anyone wants to hear that that's why they didn't succeed if it doesn't happen. I think five is fair. I agree with you, Judd. I know that this does rest on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. But there... The bigger picture here, as we talk about how this relates to Kirk and the success of the Minnesota Vikings, and um, it rests, you know, everything rests on his shoulders now. What more? I mean, if it doesn't, like you mentioned, if it doesn't work now with this group, is it ever going to happen? The answer is no. Right. Absolutely. But do you guys think ultimately, if if Cook goes down, just to go back to that for a second, I think they're pretty screwed here like it, there, there's there's not I don't know that there's a guy that can take the place of all the attributes that he brings I, I actually think if Cook uh, if Cook gets hurt or can't play the entire year let's say he sits out four key games or something like that I think our conversation is going to in January at the end of the year be far more about about the fact that they didn't address that backup position at accurately or in a in a way that they should have I don't think we're going to come back to, man, if Laquan Treadwell had been good, it saves them. So I really think that the place, when we talk about the position groups here, that they are more in a position for us to question is, Murray was a very serviceable, veteran, professional, nice player. He's gone now. If Dalvin Cook uh, can't be a workhorse type of guy, that to me is going to be a very interesting discussion uh, come January. Did you already write off Alexander Madison, their third-round pick? Uh, 
from what you guys have told me, putting too much on him sounds like a really bad idea. I don't know. He was the workhorse in Boise, and he's built like Latavius, and he's a completely different skill set than I'm going Dalvin. by what I heard from the experts and from what you guys have said, putting a lot... I, I mean, we're talking... Dalvin Cook at his zenith is a Pro Bowl player, sure. though, right? So can you expect a rookie... And by the way, this is really tough. Everybody can run the ball. I get that. But when can you pass protect exactly. can you do all the other stuff. Can you sure. go out? Can you run the routes? When when we get into that conversation, that job goes from being, I wouldn't say simple, but it's pretty defined to there's a lot of things that you have to do well, Matthew. So let me talk out of both sides of my mouth. In one way, I think that <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh Delvin Cook is an extremely unique and valuable player, and he is exceptional. He is a top ten talent, hasn't reached that yet, but even his small sample size numbers when he's been healthy put to not quite Saquon Barkley, not quite number one most talented, but in that five to ten range for most talented running backs in the NFL. And that's with a poor offensive line last year that when he was playing, he still put up really good numbers. He's a good pass protector. He's a good receiver. He can run after catch, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great. If Delvin Cook went down today, wasn't going to play this season, Las Vegas would not move their win-loss an inch. It would be right the same as it is because that's running backs in the league. And we were talking about this with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's a great player. His backup, neither of us had even heard of him before today. And his backup had more yards per carry and just as many yards per reception. How about Kareem Hunt? How about last year when people were like, oh, man, Kansas City cutting Kareem Hunt. What are they going to do? Their offense is in trouble now. And it wasn't at all. And then they re-signed Damian Williams because that's a person, I guess. And he played well, right? And they had another guy, Spencer Ware, who could also play. And so with the Vikings, I don't know with Alexander Madison. He went to Boise State. But... Okay, Mike Boone is pretty skilled, and Amir Abdullah has played for a team and done stuff before. I would not look at it a whole lot differently in terms of the win-loss with Delvin Cook. And if that is the case, if he wasn't to play a whole lot, yep. and and you felt like that was the reason that you didn't make the playoffs, well, it just points back to your quarterback, well, but, in my mind. But And yes, and, and big picture, what you guys just said, what, what you just said, is a thousand percent correct. I'm with you. A running back in 2019, if that is your focal point, you're in trouble. But we've all agreed in our conversations about Kirk Cousins in recent months is that he needs everything to be right and prop him, him up. Yeah. And and this is going to be a balancing act. This is going to be two tight ends who have to play well. If Irv Smith Jr. is not good, that's a huge problem. This is going to be the wide receivers that are deployed on that field have to catch balls. So if Treadwell plays and gets a football and drops it, that's a problem. And I just see Dalvin Cook, unfortunately for the Vikings, as being an integral part of what they're going to do in propping a guy up who's not as good as a lot of people, including probably us at one time, thought he was. You guys want to know where the rest of the NFC North ranks? They're low. Surprisingly low for Chicago, the 17th. I don't think I agree with that. I mean, their weapons to me propped up Mitch Trubisky last year. And that's, I, I wonder if Barnwell is going off of here, just like being talking about the overall strength of that team is its defense. And that's fine. That kind of circles back to what we were talking about with Eric at home, like just about the regression and, you know, why I don't understand why people are knocking Chicago as much as they are and saying that there's going to be so much, uh, so vastly different than they were in 2018. Um, I was surprised by that rank where they were at 17. I'm not surprised by Detroit at 18. I think that they have improved. I'm not I am I am a little bit surprised by uh Green Bay at 19. They don't have a lot of weapons, but I did not expect them to be bottom near bottom 20. They just really don't have anyone behind Devontae Adams who's proven. I mean they might believe in Not proven, but we don't know about Equiminius St. Brown or the other guy with his uh Valdez Scantling, your guy. Oh, what was it? Rami explained us how to say his name the other day. It was Marquez, 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 Valdez, Scantling. It's no problem. Geronimo Allison is another guy. Wayne Larvey. He's he's fine. Well, Equinemius and Valdez Scantling is a problem there. That's that should be one of your hot routes. Use at the name Equinemius. Um, but in spinning this forward, do you think that any of the Viking? Do you think the Vikings should be in fear of any of these other arsenals? Do you think that's fair? Around the division? Yeah, in the division. Green Bay, yes. Because because Green Bay is so to me what Barnwell 
did here is like a law project, right? He just took the one thing he was given, which is the personnel around the quarterback. And so so by the letter of the law of how he did it, it's probably all accurate. But, okay, if you introduce the quarterback now into the conversation mm-hmm. that we're having, it changes the dynamic completely, right? Absolutely. And so Green Bay goes from being, okay, what's around? Aaron's not that great. But if Aaron comes back and plays in an offense that he's comfortable in, likes a lot, and can stay on the field, guess what? They're top five. And Kirk's not. That's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. So I, I think Barnwell's project here is intriguing, and it's a good conversation point because it ignores the one key position, which is quarterback. But if you introduce QB, now that changes the dynamic of this list to me entirely, and we would largely redo it at that point. Are you intrigued at all by Detroit? Like, on Johnson was pretty good before he got hurt. TJ Hawkinson was the top tight end. And the highest drafted tight end since, I think, 2006 in TJ Hawkinson, somebody who could step in right away. And their top wide receiver, Marvin Jones, is a really great, totally legit player. When he got hurt last year, they basically had no one to throw to. Do you like the West Coast offense in, in its purest form as run by Matthew Stafford is my question to you. Mm. Well, you That's know, what Bev will run. So when they brought in, was it Jim Bob Cooter? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's great. For the last couple of years. Tennessee um, guy, yeah. He actually switched Stafford because he got the big arm. They always want him to throw downfield yeah. to Calvin Johnson. He switched Stafford to throwing short passes. And for a couple of years there, when Jim Caldwell was still their coach, he uh, had actually the most success or some of the most success in terms of his efficiency that he's had as an NFL quarterback. And it's possible that that is going to be a better fit. And last year, um, using or just as good of a fit, using the short passing offense and everything else, they switched throughout the season. Seemed like they wanted to hand the ball off all the time to Legarrette Blunt. It didn't make a bit of sense. Anything they did last year, their group weapons isn't bad though. I, I think that they're kind of interesting just as an offense because they're bringing in Daryl Bevel and because they got T.J. Hawkinson. I don't know what he's going to be, and I also don't know what tight ends are going to be in the NFL as we go forward. Like, are you going to see more teams use the Shanahan stuff with George Kittle? Like, they were sneaking George Kittle out into the flat and letting him run after catch. I think he set a record for yards after catch as a tight end or something like that. It And so these athletes, these everyone trying to find the next Rob Gronkowski, I'm not saying that that's what Hawkinson will be. I'm saying that he's a great athlete and also could play the position as as well. So he's got the potential to be one of those truly special impact type of tight ends. And that, to me, is the wild card for the Lions. Now, does any of this scare Mike Zimmer and the Vikings? Well, Aaron Rodgers always does, for sure. And anyone playing for Aaron Rodgers should. The other two, I think the Bears a little bit. I think the Bears should because last year they have a bunch of playmakers who are just positionless playmakers. And they added another one in Cordero Patterson. And last year that gave the Vikings some problems. Using Tariq Cohen, using you can't scheme um, as much. Taylor, least, right? Ga- Taylor Gabriel is like a playmaker type of guy. Yeah, Alan, it's hard. It's much, you can't scheme. much harder to scheme. Right. Yeah, There's and a- Allen Robinson is the deep threat. Anthony, so. Anthony Miller too, if he can stay healthy. I mean, they have a lot of wideouts that are. They not, should be better on this list. I think. I, I, yeah, I think this is low, and I just think that maybe the argument there is that what you should be. I guess I don't know. I think they're giving too much credit to the defense with the Bears. This is why they're. Putting, I guess, when you talk about the strength of their team, putting sure. those weapons lower. But um, I would still be in fear of Chicago. I don't know why people are writing them off as not a favorite to win the division. Because, because I they, just don't get it. Because they strike people as as the inevitable. There's always that one team that free falls, and we're always guessing. And Chicago's a good guess because they don't trust the quarterback completely, and because it's hard to substantiate or it's hard to be um, to score as many points defensively as they sure. did. But I, I think to to your point, I think people like me just say, why not the Bears to have a downturn? I think that's why. I, I think it's like July, like, yeah, let's just look at the Bears sure. and they might be. And defensive regression is something that you need to take into consideration. Sure. They lose Vic Fangio. They lose, uh, what, Adrian Amos, Bryce Callahan. Um, they will probably regress a little bit on defense. But I look, I don't know. I This probably speaks to a different argument of like why everybody expects Chicago to stink this year. You still have Khalil Mack. You still have Akeem Hicks. You still have Leonard Floyd. You still have, um, I mean, uh, Roquan Smith, in it too. I mean, I think he could potentially be the star of that defense this year behind Khalil Mack. Um, but 
I, I just I don't understand why when we talk about the NFC North as a whole, why they don't get the credit or respect that they deserve. I think that they just have a lot of the red flags. Like when you, you have the more of the red flags on offense, though. I don't want to hear about it on defense. I just don't believe it. See, I, I think the opposite way. I, I think they have more red flags on defense because they lost their defensive coordinator, which is a huge part of this. I mean, you look at the defensive um, defensive mind like Mike Zimmer and how consistent he is from year to year with having great defenses. I think uh, when you lose that guy and you bring in someone else, even if they try to run a similar system, it's not the same as that play caller. The other point is just the number of turnovers and number of touchdowns they scored on defense. You just can't count on that again. The health you can't count on again. The opposing quarterbacks that you played you can't count on again. So I I, I, I see it. I, I don't know if they're going to be a much worse team or if it's going to be just as good. But I can see why you would look at it and say, well, the Packers should be better with a new coach. Maybe the Vikings are even a little tougher with some more offensive pieces and better offensive line, right? So I think you put those things together and you could see them still being really, really good, but not have the same record. Does that make sense? Yes, but I just, there's way too much. People thought the Vikings were going to regress severely on defense last year. I'm taking away weeks one through four because, yeah, that there was a big problem there. But they still finished where they finished, and they were really darn good. So I don't think it's going to be as big. I mean, they didn't lose their defensive coordinator because Mike Zimmer's still the head coach, but I just don't think it's going to be as big as people think it's going to be. I still think that they're going to be one of the teams you don't want to run the ball against. Um, and they're just really tough up front. I mean, I, I don't buy it. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, you guys are going to praise me for writing a great article on scorenorth.com. That's what we're going to do. We'll be back here on Purple Daily. Purple Daily on Score North. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Time for a quick Score North download brought to you by MyPillow. Pro Football Focus just uh, recently put out their rankings of the uh, 32 offensive lines in the NFL. And uh, if you're wondering where the Vikings are, uh, they've got them ranked 25th. Let us know what you think on Twitter, at Score North. Too high, too low, just right. I happen to think it's just right. But let us know what you think on Twitter, at Score North. Let's uh, wrap things up with Purple Daily. All right, uh, guys, as I mentioned before, and I'll just mention again because I should, uh, that I wrote a piece at the middle of our website, scorenorth.com. How's I'll, that spelled, though? I'm going. I'm trying to S-K-O-R find it. S-K-O-R-North.com. Okay. Oh, thanks. All right. Uh, how can Kirk Cousins get to the, in finger quotes, next level? Because that's what he talked about. The next level is winning. Now, of course, Cousins, in classic Cousins fashion, made it about the narrative as opposed to the actual things he needs to do to win, but... I made it about the actual things he needs to do to win. So I'll give you the categories, and you tell me where you guys think that he might be able to improve with the right offense, better supporting cast, or just as good, according to Bill Barnwell, uh, as last year's supporting cast and better offensive line. Third down in long, uh, risky throws to Adam Thiel and Stephon Diggs, sacks and pressures, and running with the football. Which one of those areas do you think that he can actually improve? Give them to me again so I can digest them more. Third down and long. Okay. Throwing risky passes in the areas of Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Okay. Reducing sacks and pressures caused by the quarterback, not just mm-hmm. the offensive line. All right, yeah. And running with the football. Can I add one to the list? <laughs> Are you calling his column incomplete? No, I just I just think that Kyle <laughs> throwing to Kyle Rudolph, you brought him back. You might as well use him in the red zone. Okay, I like they, that. They one, never yeah. they never did last year. He was afraid to throw to him. Like I I don't understand that. It like, goes under the risky pass category. Fine, throw the, but that's but like he didn't throw the he, jump balls to Rudolph that he, other quarterbacks did. Yeah, and Rudolph, you know what? He he got open. He didn't look open on any of those passes that Case Keenum threw to him, but he still was able to get open. I don't know why Kirk didn't do that. I really don't. I think it's because he. Just if someone is not open, won't throw it their way. And Rudolph is not a separation guy. Yeah. He's six foot six. You he, throw it up to he's him. He's gonna have to break up the pass at times. Like like if if Kirk throws Kyle the ball and Kyle fears it's going to be picked, Kyle has to become the defender yeah. and just break the play up. And he does, I think, a good job with that, too. If he I, needs I to. think the one that you brought up about uh, the pressures and feeling the pressure and ball, it's, that's the absolute key. But can't, can you change that? Can you really change you, the way that you sense things and if you can't, timing? If you can't, they're probably not a playoff team then. 
I, that's, I mean, that's, that's some the ranger one, season right there. That's the one to me where I'm that where I kind of have pause where I'm like a zebra doesn't change its stripe eight, stripes eight years how, into the league. But Courtney, how did they not see these things when they watched all this film? Supposedly watching every snap they this guy took. They watched every snap he played. But how do you not immediately identify that and say that's not a twenty-eight million dollar year quarterback? So here's the crazy stat with Kirk Cousins: is serious. that he's always been one of the more pressured quarterbacks in the league. No matter what kind of offensive line he's had, mm-hmm. he is, has invited a lot of the pressure, and he's never one of the quarterbacks who gets the ball out quickly. Um, I'll tell you the actual area where it's it's really likely that he improves okay. is him running the football. Last year, he was dead last by PFF, dead last by um, ESPN in their expected points for adding successful runs. He has never been that bad before. He's actually been a mid-pack running quarterback before in terms of making decent-sized plays. Is this a change in philosophy times. then by the offensive play calling? It might be to have him actually like take off with the ball from time to time or him pull it down and run as opposed to taking a sack or continuing to pat the ball in the pocket. Gotcha. Um, but I wrote that article. Please check it out. Uh, I had a lot of fun digging into the numbers there. So, Mackie and Judd with Rami is coming up next. You guys are going to break down tonight's Houston Astros game, the only game on the baseball Lance slate. Lance Lynn for the Rangers, baby. <laughs> Doesn't get any more exciting than that. Okay, all right, we'll catch you tomorrow, Myron Metcalf, and then probably Judd again on uh, Purple Daily. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.